0: It's the High and Wide Podcast with Brad Carlson and Damon Perrant. don't
1: never my life. As as my dogs by my side. Yeah, we ride till we die. Triple H, Big Show, The Rock says tonight the only two things that you two candy asses should concern yourself with is this is your role, know it. Your mouth shut it. And if you do that, then The Rock, the great one, Darren Damtees, you will smell what The Rock is cooking. Rune carries in, rolling in front of him, and it's
0: shot. Desjardins following the play, even he The short shot there is again George, Desjardins! And a penny Well, we are at episode 99, the Wayne Gretzky episode. Great uh, one. <laughs> no, Mikey, he's he's being a biatch. <laughs> MC Biatch is not coming to the podcast today because uh, he was gambling, and I guess he worked himself into a frenzy. Over the weekend. He, so he might have had some meltdowns. I'm thinking.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> Just that's maybe. Yeah. That's
0: what happens when you parlay <laughs> up some money away. Uh, lots to get into a little bit of an earlier edition as we're recording on a Monday. Uh, it is trade deadline day in the NHL. And I don't like nothing crazy happened. I think pieces that we all expected to move moved. Um, I think we all expected the Toronto Maple Leafs to outsmart themselves, and they did, which was glorious. I think everybody's pretty happy about that. Uh, <laughs> but,
1: like, for I the most part, they, like, I don't think they smart I, themselves. I think there's a mistake not was a the goalie. big surprise. But, yes.
2: Oh, big time. Big time. There was, uh, like, uh, Allen was apparently available in Montreal. Yep. Both of yep. San Jose's goalies could have been available. Yes. Huge mistake by, uh,
1: I by think, Edmonton there. I think you say both Edmonton and Toronto made that mistake of maybe yes. not going out and sure if they're goaltending, but. Absolutely. That is what it is. But I think outside of that, Toronto did good though. They they drove up races in the division and they they got Giordano for not giving up a first round pick. So yeah, but
0: I I will defer to Brad on Giordano. Does like I he I think he comes in and he does help Toronto because Toronto's defense is so porous anyway. Yeah, he, but he brings a lot of experience.
2: I think it's probably a good pickup. Zero skating. Uh, Calgary. Yeah, he's probably lost a step for sure. But Calgary could not pick him up. I mean, he they could, could have traded for him, yeah, but, but no, no salary would have been able to be retained because of the expansion draft rules. Right. So any talk of Calgary kicking the tires in Giordano is is null and void. Because I think Seattle ate half when you went to Toronto, which made it possible. And uh, they actually ate half of uh, every contract they traded, uh, you know, quite a number of times. Yes, which the- is probably a good move for them. Utilize their cap, and it makes sense. Yeah, for the most part. I, I mean, know. Like, I even Montreal to pick better return. Well, I yeah, think basically I
1: any team that is in the position like. It, well, any team, Toronto, Edmonton, if you're a team that has any sort of expectations in the playoffs and you can add to your team and you don't give up a first-round pick, you, did, you had a pretty good draft. Here's, line, I think. here's
0: my thing with Calgary – or, sorry, not Calgary, with, with Toronto, and even Edmonton as well. Why aren't you getting rid of your first-round pick? If you're, if you're looking to make that playoff push now, what use is this first-round pick to you? It's going to be I a think, high 20s. Like, if you can yeah, pick up a Mark andre Fleury – Why wouldn't you trade that first rounder? Apparently, he was in
2: uh, discussion for Flurry as well. That came out uh, in the news, I believe. Yeah, they weren't happy about it either. eh? Yeah, well, yeah, not at all. But I I think it goes, you know, Tampa's not scared to dish their first round picks, but they know the exact scenario they're in. You know, to keep this thing going, they just have to mortgage the future. But they're, they're at that point where their upper echelon team. Edmonton is not.
0: No, Edmonton uh, isn't. Toronto, you can make the argument for sure. Toronto's media certainly thinks Toronto's ready to make that push for the Stanley Cup and have been for well years if, and years. If you yeah, I know, but if you look at the Stanley Cup standings,
2: yes. or the NHL standings, Toronto's right at the top, one of the uh
0: upper teams in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. I top, think they're like what, six or so, mm, just not even looking. They're like eighth or ninth. Eighth, okay. I think Calgary okay. is right. Right, but either in front or behind them, like just, yeah, it's very close. But like, still, uh, your 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 big problem in Toronto is your goaltending, and they thought they were. I don't know. Like, he, I'm confused. Like,
1: well, the thing I have to remember with Marc Andre Fleury is he held all the cards, right? Yeah, he did. He had full no trade, so he could say. And and everything I everything I read was up until about Saturday, he wasn't willing to wave it for anyone.
0: And the it Minnesota thing weird. came
1: along. I don't know. It is what it is. He's he's done everything, he's earned all his money. He's
0: yeah, but is wouldn't it now be like let's go and get a cup, another cup?
1: Yeah, Just, who knows? I don't know.
0: I'd be I'd be like shocked if he came out and said, Ah, I'm not I don't need necessarily to win another cup. Like, well, then why are you playing hockey?
1: <laughs> I don't I don't know about coming to All I can tell you is that's what was being reported because up till Saturday, he was not waving. his no trade. So something came up with Minnesota and Chicago and he said, Chicago, you can trade me in Minnesota. So I don't know. Toronto, there may have been talks, but I'm guessing that Flurry said, no, I don't want to go to Toronto.
2: Yeah. And here's the thing. It's probably a product of the system. But if you look at Murasek, Mm-hmm. And how his year in Toronto is going And you look at Freddie Anderson In Carolina yeah, Who's having an unreal year Anderson struggled last year in, uh, Toronto. in Toronto He was and dealing Marazic, with injuries issues too Yeah, that, that's true That's true Mrazik um, also had a decent year in Carolina From what yeah. I remember as well last year yes. So I, I, I'm sure it's a lot of a product Of the system there It but, is, their defense is uh, yeah, porous yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I don't think uh, I don't think Toronto had the cap room to keep Anderson, and that's why they they traded for Campbell. Yeah, and things were good for a while, but uh, they must have fallen off the uh, the wagon there.
1: And maybe it's a case of that injury came right at the right time. Right, he's on the shelf for a while. He's, he just gets to basically pull a full reset, and Campbell comes back and plays like he did for the fir- for the Leafs for the first twenty five games of the season. Yep. Leafs are in a position all of a sudden, but they gotta get by a first round first before I mean, give them any credit on oh, yeah. anything. So oh absolutely.
0: Yeah, so Toronto is an eight. Calgary is one point up on them in seven. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw here. But look at look at the goals for and against on that though. Oof. It's but you know what? If Toronto wins a game, it vaults them
2: right up to fourth. I it's crazy, eh? It's so tight. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I thought that uh, what are we gonna do here? We can run down every Canadian team, or what? I've got uh, all. I've got. Format?
0: I put it in our in our chat. I've got all the Canadian teams trades, the the ones that we're kind of interested in. There's the there's the little ones that kind of nobody gives yeah, a damn yeah, about, yeah. so we don't really have sure. that. And then I have some of the major trades that happened throughout the NHL. So that's what we'll do. And then, but like, I got a few other things, obviously. NFL uh, news is heating up. We got some NBA slash college stuff going on with March Madness. And then, and then we'll jump right into hockey because I think awesome. that'll be the majority of everything that we got going on. We're not going to have a stump to jump this week as Mike is, uh, like I said, be action out. <laughs> Silly man. Uh, Montreal traded away all of their players and they're up 2-1 right now on Boston with five minutes left on the third. That's interesting. But, uh, yeah. And Mark andre Fleury, I guess, is playing tonight. For I saw Minnesota. he took the ice. Was, he yeah. took
1: the ice. I don't know if he's playing yeah. or not, but he did definitely take warm up. Incredible.
0: I love trade deadline day. It's so fun. Well, just um, I'll confirm that one second here.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So let's get we'll into Kev. Keep, how was your How was your last yeah. week and a half? We took off. I was gonna
1: say, week. why are you uh, don't jump uh, back into other sports? We are definitely not hockey already. Let's just keep talking with the hockey yeah. talk. All right,
0: bit, let's but, go with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: we can do that there's an always Give to one a second. And watch Tal- lots
1: and lots of sports that's anything we're going to talk about about my life we're going to talk about in the podcast so
0: i love that uh, um, you and that's I, that's I just I like. went crazy for college basketball this weekend
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was a Talbot, lot of college basketball Sorry, starting right? Talbot, Talbot, Talbot starting tonight, tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well there you go Flori uh, had the luxury there of uh getting traded and he doesn't have to trade his uh Put new gear on. The, Not uh, really. Just
0: needs a new mask. The brown,
1: the brown set that he wear actually kind of works pretty good with the Minnesota <laughs> look. So okay. Let's take that little red stripe off the side, he's fine. good to go. Oh, well, uh, speaking
0: of that, so Andrew Hammond comes over to Montreal. He's got big green pads on because he was playing in Minnesota. He finally gets his new his new gear, and he gets traded to New Jersey. <laughs> 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 at least he's got red for Jersey, but uh, lots of trades heading into trade deadline day. Um, I guess Montreal kind of unofficially kicked everything off like Valentine's Day weekend when they traded to Foley, Sp- showed some love for Calgary and traded to Foley too. Um, that trade came at the perfect time for Calgary
2: because right no after that kidding. trade, Montreal went on a tear. Yep. And I think if tofoley had his hand in on that tear, getting a few points, a couple goals... <laughs> That might have gathered some additional interest and drove the price up. A little bit. It was still a pretty big trade. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the one of the biggest names available. And mm-hmm. Calgary gave what a first uh, I don't have the return
0: in front of me, but a a first give me give me one second, second.
2: and a first and third and fourth, maybe.
0: It was a first and a fifth, and Mil and Tyler Pitlick
2: okay. Okay. So and- Heineman was Florida's second round pick. Yes. He was involved in the Sam Bennett trade. Right. So it is, you know, from a certain perspective, a first, a second, a fifth. And Tyler Pitlick. Yeah. And Pitlick, <laughs> yeah. which is, yeah. I would like, I don't, he, he didn't have a, he did, didn't no. really, he didn't, Like, uh, like the hockey player didn't really jive in Calgary's lineup. Like it just had really fourth line in and out.
0: Yes. You know? So, and then that first round pick is protected top 10 protected. So if the pick falls within, here's, (laughs) here's the thing, like, let's say, um, obviously it's not going to happen, but let's say it somehow fell in to that top 10 Montreal would receive a 23 first rounder instead. That's along right. with that's a fourth right. round pick. So there's, but there, there's no chance yeah, of that. happening. I mean. So yeah, Calgary doesn't need to worry about that. Um, <laughs> speaking of Calgary, they bring into Foley, they get Carl Yarncrock for uh, a 2022nd, 20, 23rd and a 24th, 7th. Um, nice little trade. I think he's a good fit. I think so too.
2: I, I like the number. He had a $2 million contract Seattle 8 half. See, so the problem with Calgary, much like every other team, they're so strapped by the salary yep. cap. Didn't have a lot of wiggle room. Uh, it's got to be creative. So, you know, it. that's exactly it. And, you know, it costs you more to get those guys, you know, when the other team takes on half the contracts. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean,
2: the return, you know, a, a bit much, but you know what? If it helps in a long pay, uh, playoff run, and he's a nice position.
0: Yeah, he's a nice piece for depth yeah. for
2: Calgary, for sure. Um, so, Yaron so his cousin is Elias uh, Lindholm, or yep. Elias Lindholm, and he's also good buddies with uh, Markstrom. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if, if the Flames still had the Alberta and Canada flags on the shoulders of their jerseys, they'd be taking one of those flags off and putting a Sweden flag on, on the jersey. <laughs> they, I think they have a half dozen Swedes on the team now. Oh, my goodness. So it's a good fit that way. And who knows, maybe for next year, once he's in Calgary, you know, I think he's UFA coming up here, but they'll have first crack at signing him, I guess, in the offseason.
0: Yep, that's true. We'll
2: see what happens with that.
0: <clears throat> Michael McNiven, a uh, young goaltender from Montreal system. He goes to Calgary for futures and then immediately gets shipped out. Uh, Ottawa. Yeah. To Ottawa. For,
2: for futures. For futures. <laughs> so Interesting trade. what's what's worse, being traded for the real bag of pucks? Or, or getting traded futures? again?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: no, like for futures is nothing. Well, it yeah, could be a buck, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, Ryan Carpenter comes over from Chicago for futures. I guess a lot of futures are going to be thrown around there because everybody's got to still work their way around. And caps, you know like what that one? And everything like so, that. Yeah, for sure. So what happened yesterday
2: was the Flames put Richardson on waivers to give some flexibility for today. Yes. Not expecting anyone to take Brad Richardson.
0: But Well, I guess that the Futures is a a 2024 fifth-round pick from Chicago. Okay, okay, okay. So that's what
2: it is. Uh, So, yeah, Vancouver decided to go claim Brad Richardson. And I think that might have been in retaliation to maybe just (laughs) – him, like sticking them for Markstrom and Tanov.
0: Get out of here! I don't,
2: I don't know what else makes sense. Though. I heard
0: that. I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, "Come on, <laughs> there's no Wait. way." If that's the case, then Calgary's looking at Vancouver and going, "Okay." <laughs>
2: well, imagine if you're we'll Brad get- Richardson. Like you're <laughs> you're going to be on a team <laughs> gearing up for a playoff run. And all of a sudden, a bunch of bozos who will not make the playoffs claim you on waivers. It's yeah. Go, like, oh, gee, thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can I, I cancel
2: would... this waiver transaction?
0: Can I just? Go... I'm going to retire now. I'll go to the HL. Thanks. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> uh, moving to Edmonton, they traded a goalie, Alex Stalock, for futures to San Jose. Kind of hilarious, since their goaltending situation is an absolute disaster. You know, as bad as Smith and. Koskinen can
2: be. Stay Koskinen's Lock's played done. better as of late. Yeah, yeah but wasn't going to see anything.
0: No, and the thing is, though, too, like, I keep seeing on TSN, like, is, oh, Koskinen's played well the last four games. Does that mean that Edmonton is, is feeling good about it? I'm like, if Edmonton's feeling good about their goaltending, fire everybody in their management. Like, you can't <laughs> be feeling good about your goaltending. You no, absolutely can't. The biggest worry by far. Oh, <laughs> it's scary. That in defense speaking of Brett Kulak yeah. from Montreal goes to uh Edmonton for I would say an absolute haul. I uh, see, I would say that
2: I like the player on Edmonton. I like the acquisition. Mm-hmm. The price, though. Uh,
0: 23
2: seconds and homes. William Legason.
0: I'll take that trade every single Big day. Legison is just thrown in there for cap purposes, but that's he's not a terrible player. Pick up yeah. at all.
2: Kulak is a five six guy. Yep, he's, he's more of a six guy. seven guy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, he, he'll but probably I like him. push uh, Chris Russell.
0: Yeah. Here's here's the thing. Kulak, like I, I follow many many Montreal Canadian fans on Twitter. He used to be a flame too. Yes, he did. I like. We can't be this stupid because people were upset that we didn't get a first for Kulak, and I'm sitting there going are you kidding like are you kidding same thing and i'll get into this when we get to montreal next with other players that got traded out and what brought back and i'm like people are complaining about i'm like are you all on crack stop it get some help michael jordan meme. like i I love i like brett kulak yeah i like him (laughs) We got a second for him? Holy shit, we stole that second from Edmonton. I agree. Like stole it. And if I'm Edmonton fans, I'm going, what's going on? Like why are we trading picks like that for this player? I this is where analytics absolutely frustrates me and and scares me. When Montreal got rid of um Oh, what's his face? Defenseman to Montreal or to Ottawa? That's going to bug me now. See, I've already fucking forgotten because like, Sorry, who are you talking about? I'm trying to think of the player. It Montreal either traded or he got picked up on waivers. Uh, just a small little guy. I'm going to look him up right now. Otherwise, it's
2: going to bug me the whole time. Also that trade you're getting a 20-24-7th 20, as well. For the Edmonton trade. Yeah. Okay. For for Kulak. So it's legacy, a twenty-two second, and a
0: 24-7th. That's unreal to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Sure. I'll I'll take it. I mean, I mean a, a Victor a Hedman. is or sorry, Victor Mete. Victor Hedman. Okay. okay. Edmund, <laughs> Victor yeah. Mete. Mete goes to Ottawa, and Habs fans were freaking out because he is, I guess, a bit of an analytic darling. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think Ottawa can get rid of him fast enough. (laughs) And the same thing, like Kulak, a little bit of an analytic darling, but be realistic here. There's a reason why he isn't a first, second, third, fourth pairing guy. He cannot win a puck
1: battle. He's too small. Fourth, fifth pairing guy? How how many pairings do you have there in these teams? No, I said like Like a first,
0: second or a third, fourth pairing guy.
1: Oh, okay. Like a second line guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I should say a first or second line pairing.
2: Sure. (laughs) Rolling 10 defensemen on
0: the (laughs) (laughs) outside. If you've got, if Kulak is getting seconds, maybe that's what you need to do. But like, I'll never understand this, this enamored outlook for players and and the price tag that they get back i sent in our, our group chat what came out for montreal and what came in and it's unbelievable what we've gotten for like five players
2: hey let's uh let's finish up edmonton here yes no, there's one more trade uh derek, derek broussard. broussard from philly for a fourth round pick that's a decent and pickup. that's a very good trade because this flyers retain 50 percent yeah salary and he's he's like how, a- how do you How do you do so bad on one trade and follow up with doing so good on the next? Because
0: I think Broussard was a, a, I think this is where Philly's fucking up now because he is a good third line kind of stay stay at home center, right? Like he's a nice little pickup for Edmonton.
2: He's only played 35 games or so and has maybe 16 points. Yeah. He's not going to be the guy that he was five years ago. No, no, not at all. And they're not expecting that, but Mm -hmm. Edmonton, they need that forward depth. Their third and fourth lines are dog shit. So this gives them a serviceable player to put out there. Yes. Who's clipping at about uh just shy of a forty point pace for a full season. And nothing
0: wrong with that. He's gonna come onto your power or your penalty kill and take up minutes away from McDavid that he doesn't need they're, to be penalty killing for they're not on the PK, are they? I would assume that McDavid for sure is. Ma- not really? not significant, but enough where it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like Brassard's a nice pickup for them. And, and that you need those guys. Like it's it doesn't really
2: show up on the stat sheet. Yeah. But like Carpenter for Calgary. Yes. Apparently he logs a lot of PK
1: Eight minutes. Minutes.
2: Yeah. So that's where you have your guys like Backlund and Lindholm. Yep. Well, especially Lindholm when when you're he's one of the best five on five guys in the league. Now, yes, you're not tiring out on the PK. So,
0: I, I think uh, it's a great pickup for yeah, Edmonton, for which sure. is again hilarious. Moving yeah. to Montreal to like we said, goes to Calgary. Montreal gets a first Pitlick, blah blah blah. We've already mentioned that one. Yeah. Ben Charot heads to Florida. This is a steal too. I think a first, a 2022 fourth, and that first is in 2023. That's even better than 20. Yes, it is. And is Tyler Smolanic,
2: who I've heard half decent things on. So I would say that's a good trade for Montreal. I don't know if it's an absolute steal. I think Ben Shirac uh, is I know he a got a steal. lot of interest though from yes. what I could tell. Yeah he and he's probably the number one defenseman available, was he not? No. Chickering had to have been no, I, like realistically, okay. like like I think Phoenix <laughs> needed their socks blown off them to trade uh,
0: Phoenix chicken. outpriced themselves on a guy that they're not going to be able to keep. Yeah, and they may not even be able to sign to a realistic huh. contract. Checkrins,
1: the, the type of guy you don't trade him right now. Checkrins an off-season deal where you I can agree. have dollars and cents yeah. making. They can be thrown out the window because we don't have to worry about our cap until later on. So that's that's fair. Right now, that, it's not a Checkrins time to trade it. Right that's
2: that's a good point, Kev. Because right now you have maybe fifteen, you know, twelve. Let's say twelve teams trying to actively make their team increasingly better, Yeah, maybe 16 or whatever. The off-season, you have all 31 teams available possibly looking to make moves. Well, and just like Kev had said, the
0: cap availability in the off-season is so much better than it is during the season, right? So that's huge. Teams like Arizona would have to take a huge chunk of that contract back, but you would get a haul for them. But they were, like, asking two firsts and – like a high-end prospect and
1: or two high-end. Why is that crazy? I look, look at what, it this look way. At, look at what look at what Chicago got for Hagel. Yep. Yeah, I, I and I think that's that
0: a, I think that's insane. So
1: if Chicago got two firsts and two prospects for Hagel, why for, is that? We'll that's that. not at all crazy for Chicago. Well, okay, for
2: what would Chicago get for Hagel if he was an RFA end of the year? A fraction of that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they, you're you're, they you're, you're got, trading.
1: They would have a got a fraction price, I think, for him.
2: Yeah, maybe. Really? You you are that is a sweetheart contract for Tampa.
1: Yeah.
2: And oh, yeah. that drove the price way up. And you know what? Tampa's okay paying that price because yeah. that gives them some wiggle room under the salary cap and allows them to, you know, compete for a cup for the next two years. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't like the an angle. Yeah, I guess. but he's, uh, he's probably on pace for, what, 50 points this year?
1: I think a little better than that, even. A little better? He's okay. one of those guys, so who, it's like there's some talent to his game, but if like if you just surround him with the right players, he's like Jonathan Chichu. Put, put him with the right line mates, and he's going to do what you need him to do. He's going to put 60, 70 points on the board for you and look like he belongs wherever you want wherever you is, put him. Is there any is this talent kind in Tampa? <laughs> just
2: a little, a little like, bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Like that'll work out well for them. They won't be able to yeah. keep him, you know, but they have two and a half years with him, right?
1: Yep.
0: That's insane. It's still just insane to me, but maybe I I'm know. just I'm old school on that.
2: Uh can I can I just say one more thing? Yeah, kind of about the whole contract thing. You look at a player like Sean Monahan, yeah. He's been going downhill. I think the Flames might want to unload that contract in the offseason. But here's a player who's had a couple of 30-goal, 30 30-assist 30 seasons Yeah, very recently. And it will cost you, unless if you take a contract equally as bad back, it will cost you something to get rid
0: of that contract. It's not just the player anymore you trade for. No, I know. Yeah, player. and that's, that is no more glaring than a trade that happened with Anaheim today.
1: Yeah, Like I said, yeah. that, that's kind of tying into one of the rules I think I'd have as far as the GM in the NHL. First is ties into the trade deadline here where I would never trade a first round pick for a rental.
0: I, I like, don't disagree with that.
1: I just, I don't think it's worth it in 99% of the cases. Like here's, here's the thing. And then my, my other point quickly before I forget it, there is also Brad was saying is if I would a GM, I'm looking at some of these guys who are getting eight, nine, 10 years on their contracts at seven, eight, nine million million. Laughing. If I'm a G, if I'm a GM, I don't care what it costs me in leverage. I might have to overpay a little bit to get the players. I'm not signing players in more than five year contracts. I don't disagree none with of, that either. None of the six, like eight, nine, ten contracts. It is how eight's many of the them really? Right oh. Yeah, like yeah. eight's the max for the home like, team. Like, how many ten-year yeah. contracts can you name off the top of your head that have actually panned out for the entire ten years of one. the contract? Like one, Ovi. Pa- pa- yes, Ovi. Uh, no, Patrick Kane. Okay, his sure. Will, Kane. His yep. will be yep. f- his will be fair value. Agree. Taves, Taves, they didn't get ten years out of his. Like, nope. He fell nope. off on the pa- past few years, so it, it's and, and it's getting to the point where like, what did Lindholm get out of Boston there on that deal?
0: Eight, eight years eight. from him. He got eight. Like, yeah.
1: At That's six, six and, and a half, half or yeah. something, like, are you kidding? They're going to be regretting that you come year four. I, I like, like yeah, they could, they could,
0: yeah. And it's yeah. no different than Cockney Emmy in Carolina, though his contract is four and a half or whatever it is, 4.82, something like that. That's a, yeah, it's a wait and see. We talked about yeah. like, uh, yeah. but like, yeah. eight years, yeah, eight years. What has he shown you in the hundred games that you're like, it's signing up for risk. eight more years. Like, I'll never get that. You know what?
2: With that one, I think you front load it. Like, I don't know what Carolina's finances are. They're not like a Montreal, Toronto, but you front load it. (laughs) You pay them more now, and that makes an attractive contract to ship off to an Arizona. Yep. Where the actual dollar is lower than the
1: cap hit. That's a perfect
2: contract for Arizona. Yeah, it's good. It's
1: not in that dollar uh, amount where it's. Even after like let's say year three, it's yes. not panning out, and they want to trade. he's it, it's still tradable at four point whatever it is. And but the, here's the just problem the, with that: the idea that he could turn into the second line player, which he's always been kind of pinned to be. Yeah, if that's the case, come year three, four of that contract, he is an absolute steal for the next four years for the yeah. Canes.
0: Yes, he is. Like it's,
1: so it's it's a it's a gamble with such it a is. high ceiling yeah. that it's worth taking, I think, for them.
0: But this the ceiling isn't that high. That's the problem with that. Well, that, if you
1: got a cent- if if you got your second line center at 4.5 or whatever it yeah. is for five years, four or five years, that's that's okay. worth gambling. You're on. you're
0: right. Yes. Now I will say it from a Montreal perspective, and and I know Homer Homer, it's not. Everything that I've seen out of Kakaniemi as a second-line center, it's not gonna happen, just from what I've seen, because he does not play defense and But they're not
1: asking him to be that player this year or next
0: year. But it should be, because he's playing not second-line minutes. He's playing third and fourth-line minutes. Well,
1: he's playing playing fourth-line there. Yes, exactly. Back, Yeah, back to the same thing.
0: So, like, if he's playing fourth-line minutes now, signing him to this eight-year contract for $4.5 or whatever, you're expecting him to come in as your second-line center. He's got to play defense. And he's played over 100 games in the NHL, and Montreal stressed with him, defense like play defense your points will come play defense and he refuses to play defense so carolina may be giving him more wiggle room to work with they're, they're obviously they're gonna to have to with an eight-year contract but like it just seems weird to me that it's an eight-year deal like i i again like you had said cap like i just i don't know why teams are signing players to eight-year deals like they're so and it's different than the nfl where well i should
1: maybe take that back a little bit i when i say like Eight, nine, ten-year contracts. That's I'm like a generational. Top, top, but I'm talking top-end dollars. Like yeah, I'm not okay. like at four, four or five million dollars. I can understand. It's yeah, but why not why are you that big a, of a risk? Why are you signing where, a player to eight years
0: for four and a half million dollars?
1: Well, he's tw- what, what's he? Twenty-three years old and has a uh, the, the ceiling that he has. Like he might be twenty-two. <laughs> twenty-two. So yeah. like there you go. Like that's where you can work in that eight years is still at the end of that contract. He's only thirty right so it's not like you're playing out like i don't know i I just think the the high end reward reward on that contract is so high that it's worth the chance
0: if he if he absolutely makes it to a second line center and he's effective in that role putting up 60 70 points a year absolutely that contract is a steal
1: and the thing is like i said they don't need Mm -hmm. him to be a second line center this year or next because they have Aho and they have uh well, Aho's the oh, first is line center. Yeah, but they have um, and their second center is uh, his cool. name just skipped off the top of my head. is that who it
2: is? Yeah. No, he guys. plays
1: wing most of the time, I believe. He but but they're taking care of for the next two years down the middle, I believe, from what I read. So, stall. So yeah, Tracek, Trachek, there it is. Yeah, that's the name. So, so yeah, so he's got in Tracek, I think has one more year on his contract. What I was reading. So. It gives them one more year of you know working into that role, and you see where you got. stall has got yeah, Stahl's got two years left, uh, and they
0: just Stahl's- picked up one more. Well, yes, after this year, yeah, yeah. Um, they just picked up Max Domi too, who can kind of jump into that. Derek Stepan is there, but uh, those are all guys they're, coming off. Of they're going to be so. a they're going to be
1: a tough playoff vote. I think so too. Like they. I think last time I looked at their, their top five betting in, in, in far as Vegas odds go, I think sound like favorites right now. Definitely should be there if they aren't after the deadline I haven't seen today or the updated odds, but. Right.
0: Um, Moving on. We've got, uh, yeah, that Montreal picked up Andrew Hammond from Brandon Baddock and then Hammond moves on to uh, New Jersey for center Nate Schnarr the McNiven trade, Kulak trade, and then the arturi Lekkinen trade, which again, this is another one of those trades where Habs fans were like, we only got a second for him. And I'm like, what? We got Justin Barron, who is one of the top prospects for Colorado as a defensive player for Lekkinen, and a 24 second round pick. That's a great deal for Montreal. And I don't get why Montreal fans are like, we didn't get a first. If you don't get a first, like, what are you, how, like, a first? Montreal fans haven't
2: been known to be the most rational fans. Uh, oh. <laughs> Thank you,
0: Brad. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm right there with you. It's insane to me, like, like the, the love affair with players that they get. Like, if, if Brendan Gallagher were to get traded from Montreal, and if he didn't bring back a first, Habs fans would burn Montreal to the ground. And I'm like, Brendan Gallagher, if, if we got a second for him, I would be astonished. Like, yeah, I, I think pay it be first? Heart and soul guys love them to death. He's yeah. never put up sixty points in a season, I don't think. And if he has, he's done it once. Yeah.
1: So basically, I think bottom line on the Habs and their trade deadline is: I think they have the second best accumulation of rebuilding picks. pieces. Oh, big time. I think the only team that maybe outdid Montreal a little bit is Seattle. They have just outpicked yeah. them a little bit, but both those teams have picks coming will to yin Yang for the next couple of years after the Montreal, deadline.
0: I think if it's, oh, what is it for their next two years? It's kind of outrageous. Um, They might have something right like, yeah. You looking at Montreal? Um, Montreal and Seattle, I'll tell
2: you right now. Okay. Montreal has, so this year, two firsts, two second, three third, Three-fourths. I'm not going to do past the fourth round. Next year, two firsts, and then one second, one third, one fourth. Seattle, one first, four seconds, one three, four fourths. Next year, it's one first, three seconds, two thirds, three fourths.
0: (laughs)
1: I think I, re- I think someone said it Seattle has 33 picks in the next three drafts or something like that. It's just a ridiculous number. Like <laughs> it's, it's crazy, crazy, eh? Yeah. 12. I'll count so to do when 12. you get to that point, like you just it's just a, it's a you get as many lottery tickets as you can as you can accumulate and hope that you hit on as many as you possibly can, right? Like that'll 34. be the big thing. 34? Yeah. And what does
0: Montreal Jeez. have? <laughs>
2: Montreal has
0: <laughs> there's so many,
1: there's,
0: there's so many between these two teams and the next two drafts. And if I'm not mistaken, Montreal hosts the draft 31, 31. That's just cr- yeah. crazy. And to think there's <laughs> seven rounds folks. So seven yeah. times two is 14. <laughs> like, Wow. Is that for three drafts or for two drafts? Three.
1: That's extreme, so yeah. 20, oh, it's three. Okay. 21. Yeah. yeah.
0: Still 21
2: to But 31? even so, that's, that's you have crazy. extra picks now. You can package those picks and yes. move up in the draft. You
1: know, like
0: this year, I think I mentioned this last time. This year was a draft where you could potentially trade for that number one overall pick. It's extremely rare, right? But I think this year is that. Next year for sure. Nobody's trading that first overall. No, I don't
1: think it'll ever happen. I don't think a team will trade the first overall. I don't one think, happened. I don't think shade right is
0: consensus number one. I think if there's
1: every year where the number one pick would have been traded, it was the Akaba Fury and Edmonton. Yeah, and yeah maybe the others didn't bite there. I don't, I just don't think GMs are just willing to bite that bullet of trading that very first pick.
2: When was the last time it happened? Oh, 03 with, uh, yeah, like Boehm Easter, that draft? Yeah. Did that get traded? I think it did.
0: It's, it's, it's an extremely rare thing. And I think this year yeah. might be one of those years where it could, doesn't say, I'm not saying it will, but it could happen because yeah. Shane Wright just isn't that home run slam dunk draft pick. He's going to be, I think he's going to be a very good player in the league, but I do, is like say Montreal is drafted first. Does Montreal think that's that's the for sure pick we gotta go with? I don't know.
1: Well, I think part of what you're saying is part of the reason why a lot of the teams weren't willing to part with first round picks this year. Maybe because I've my understanding of the draft is this is even on these drafts where we could look back on in 10 years and the best players are located between 10 and 20, not One in 10, right? Like, it's just one of those kind of where it's just not, you know, like it doesn't, it might not show itself right away. So, teams just are those mid teams, like, just a little more hesitant to trade those first this year. Well, and you know what
0: this draft year is? This is the COVID draft, right? Yeah, right. Like, these players, these players missed significant development time because of COVID, more so last year last
2: year was a COVID draft because the a- OHL didn't play. Yeah. And but, but a, now a lot of teams yeah. were taking some risks, you know, judging off of a player's 16 year old season. That's as true. To when you see him as a 17 year old,
0: I know what you mean. That's true. You you're, you're, right. you're right. You're
2: right. Development. Yeah.
0: So next year is going to be that big one, but I think we all know who's going first anyway, next year, but um
2: Jaeger out of Moose Jaw, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still um, a good
2: player, though. Moving
0: on to Ottawa. They pick up Travis Hamonic for a 2022 third round. They second. trade away. Is it a, th- well, that, a second? Hamanek is a
1: second. They have to add Did they need salary or something like that? Like, I'm, I'm going to find that right now. I Hamanick, have no clue why they did like, that. Like, like how many cleared waivers twice throughout the course of the season, and they just and then they just give up the second round pick for at the deadline. Sorry, or,
2: it's it is a third. Yeah, mind. that's it's what a third. I even
1: even yeah. third, the guy cleared yeah. waivers twice. Like you have to give up, like you yeah, shouldn't have to give up out. much for. It. Yeah, that should be a futures. Well, and yeah. that's the same. Like not Brett not quite, Kulak had but...
0: to had to pass through waivers this year. If you want to look at it that way too, like it's just it's nuts. Yeah. Um, they trade away Nick Paul to Tampa for. Matthew Joseph and a 24 fourth overall or fourth round pick. Ottawa brings in Zach Seneschin and a fifth in uh 2022 for Josh Brown and a 2022 seventh. And then they trade uh with Winnipeg, they get Zach Sanford for a 2022 fifth, and then that Michael McNiven <laughs> trade for futures from <laughs> <laughs> I love it, it's funny. Uh so I think that's it for Ottawa. I don't know if they did much.
1: It doesn't matter even if they did. Yeah,
0: they're they're terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so no, here's that... a question you guys. Of everything that gets traded today like over the past week let's say like players and jocks, what percentage yes. of them do you think actually are like worthwhile investments? For <laughs> you know like I think it I think it well, depends on the team. Like let's say 100 pieces got traded over the past week. Yes. Are ten of those pieces considered worthwhile in the long run? Whether your draft pick pays out, or you know I you think, get what you want out of your player,
2: I'd say No, the, only, the team that wins the cup—that's all yeah, that matters. Uh, Everything what, uh, else
1: is you, you're you're wasting. Well, well Montreal can win, on. right? Like if Montreal made, oh well, yeah, if Montreal, Montreal makes the right—they you know, like make the yeah. right picks with the picks that they make up, then. That's they what I'm thinking, big, right? You know, I'm like, just talking it, from the buyer perspective. Yeah, yeah from it, the buyer perspective, like only one team wins the has yeah. the, any of this that pays off for them, right? Like, unless so if you get
2: a player with term.
1: So unless you're like, and that's why I was glad to see Winnipeg like not shy away from trading cop today because like they're in that situation now where they're like what four points out of the playoffs, four points out, and it'd been very easy for them to say we're gonna you know hold on the cop and we're gonna try to you know, to get into the playoffs here and, you know, you know, what does that do? In the, yeah. It just, it leaves you in the middle ground of mediocrity, which is like the worst place to be in any professional sport. So that's where I was Jets realizing that they're even if they can sneak in, they're probably not going on a run this year. So it's, you know, let's get add some assets and move on. I thought it, it was a good form. Did any of you see, uh,
0: TSN's director of scouting (laughs) Uh, Greg Button Button Rip into Winnipeg Coaching and management No, He went off On trade deadline I didn't see all of it But I read about some of it And he just was hammering How It it is such a vet laden team Which makes no sense Because you've got what Four vets on the team (laughs) Yeah Right, and what their their biggest vet is also their biggest problem in Blake Wheeler. Like we'll get to we'll get to the Jets in a minute. Yeah, Uh, Toronto they bring in uh, Ryan Zingle and Ilya Lubushkin for Nick Ritchie in a conditional twenty five second. Carter Hutton, uh, he comes over from Arizona for futures, and then Mark Giordano from Seattle. For a 2022 20, second, a 23 second, and a 24 third. That's a steep price to play for Giordano. I think at this stage of his career. He, yeah, I think Seattle wanted the first for him initially. Yeah. So
2: and I don't think they're getting much interest for a first, but I don't know. Like his his salary was cut in half. Yeah, that's true. It's the big play. I don't, for, I, I don't mind the move. I think no. he's going to come in and gel with TJ Brody instantly. They played together in Calgary. Yeah, that's true. And who knows? Maybe he signs in Toronto after that.
1: Guy was the number one defenseman on all the on all the So Toronto landed him and didn't have to give a first to do him. So good on him.
0: Um, the big story out of Toronto, of course, is they signed the gold winning um, Olympic gold winning goaltender out of Finland. Uh, what's his name? Satari. And
2: then his name escapes me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he gets put on waivers due to. Uh, oh, yeah, see. Yeah, Cause he played like it, overseas. Yeah. Well, it has to do like if they had signed him in the beginning of the year, he wouldn't have had to pass through waivers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no. about cap circumvention and and shit like that so they sign so like him he, he goes
2: through waivers and here's the thing damon if if he would have sat at home doing nothing yes they could have signed him and not go through waivers oh, But okay. the fact he played professional hockey elsewhere yeah and you're right though it's to prevent sack uh, cap circumvention there and that's why he had to pass through waivers who picked him up arizona <laughs> arizona but <laughs> then i see they sent carter hutton to Toronto for futures, yeah. So it's basically a goalie swap,
1: yeah. Uh, but, they did it after the Hutton trade, yeah. The Hutton uh, trade, was trade after. okay. Yeah, show, yeah.
0: Like, but Satari's 31 too, it's not like he's a young goalie, <laughs> so it's Toronto, what are you doing with your goaltending situation there? Because, <laughs> uh, Vancouver they get a third round pick in this year's draft from Ottawa. Uh, Travis Dermott comes over that was from Toronto. Toronto. There's, yeah. Oh, maybe I put that in twice then because I yeah. thought I saw that somewhere. But uh, either way, that tra- Travis Dermott comes over from Toronto for a third round and then uh, a 23 fourth rounder from Rangers for Tyler Moat.
2: And I was just going to say that's good asset management from Vancouver's perspective. They unloaded Hamannick for a third. Yes. Paid a third for Dermott. But in the process, they shattered a bunch of cap.
0: Yes. And um,
2: I don't think they're any worse off with that move anyway, so.
0: No, not at this stage, like for yeah. them. Like Arizona made a lot of small little moves that uh, you could kind of say the same thing about. Uh, like Vancouver was just making sure that they, I guess, didn't get into too much trouble with yeah. Um Winnipeg. <laughs> so the big deal is the Jets trade Andrew Kopp and a 23rd uh, six-round pick to the Rangers for Morgan Barron, a 23 fifth and two conditional second-rounders. One of the picks turns to a first if the Rangers win two rounds and cop plays in 50% of the games, and the other second can be Winnipeg's choice of a 22 or 23 selection. And I don't know if they're – it didn't give me any more information on whether there was a condition on that. It would seem weird but, that they wouldn't just – It is a just, pretty good
1: chance that the – there's a pretty good chance that you said it's the rangers have to get to the second round yes and won. cop cop has to play 50 of the games so as long as he stays healthy he's gonna play you would think and i think the and the rangers probably get, i would fairly good chance of winning around the like, no they they have to win two they have to
0: get to the oh, conference to finals two. okay yeah. well, that's a little tough for them but
1: that is i like
2: they, that trade for for winnipeg they did well on that one
1: i
0: think so too yeah,
1: yeah. Well, considering it's not totally out of the question, that could be a first, I guess. Yeah. Totally crazy yeah. that that could turn two, in. So,
0: two seconds for cop is a steal, in my opinion. Yeah. And you get a player and a fifth. Well, why not? That's just a good trade, is what it is. Um, I'm just going to check for term on that contract. Or Mason you know. Appleton comes back to the, to the peg from Seattle for a 23 fourth rounding. Like UFA. People were all excited about that. Mason Appleton back in Winnipeg, and I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah, uh, my exact thoughts. What do you
0: do? It's not even that. Like, okay, why is this a big deal? Like, why are, I don't know, maybe this is just Winnipeg media kind of being happy about something, because they had done nothing, absolutely nothing, up until today.
1: Jets' biggest, the Jets band's biggest problem going into next season is going to be is that they will re- they will go into that season realizing that they have given their fans absolutely nothing to be excited about going into the season. Seriously, like Oof. there is. It's great to be loyal, and it's great to you know, I'm do sorry. what they're doing, but have the patience that they have. But at some point, that organization just, has gosh. to do something to just change something up, and that, and you know, give fans something new to look forward to. And here's here's the thing. I think I'm sorry. Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley are not gonna get me excited to go buy a ticket to watch the Jets play. Mark Why are Shifley, shitting
0: on uh, Wheeler, he's he's an absolute cancer in that locker room. Okay, that's, that's well I don't know. That, I don't right I don't follow that's it. the prevailing yeah. thought coming out. Okay. I should I should say I'm I'm not I don't know that obviously Because on ice performance thought. is there. Um defensively, Shifley and, and Wheeler are two of the worst players on
1: Winnipeg.
2: Possibly, yeah. I don't watch him enough to comment.
1: Yeah, I can. I I don't mind Wheeler's defense. It it it'll get sloppy and like at times. But Mark Shifley drives me absolutely nuts watching him play seventy five percent of the time because there are games (laughs) where you well, there are. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. There are games where all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, he's back checking. But then it's like. (laughs) But then seventy five percent of the time, it's like you're lucky if he's quiet, You're lucky if he's skating or cutting, breaking stride at the center line to get back. Like, and, and this you is look at him And it's like this guy's supposed to be one of the leaders on this team, and like, it just makes you shake your head. Like, I just and 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 these and this is the guy that all the fans were like, we love Mark Shifley, we love Mark Shifley. Meanwhile, they drove Patrick Wandy out of Winnipeg because. He doesn't play defense. Yes. Oh, fuck. Look what he does in Columbus right now. Scores goals. Yeah. There, there, the, the the Winnipeg fans are not exactly uh, very keen on checking the score sheet in, in Columbus because they don't like seeing what the distant Linea does over there.
0: It's I so like here's the big thing that like when okay so before I get into the Patrick Linea thing because that's a big deal and you're right on that cap. When you say the 75% of the time, Shifley's driving you mad because 25% of the time he comes back and he back checks and you go, Oh shit, he's actually back checking. You're right. And that's why last year, when he absolutely destroyed um Jake Evans, it was such a penalty because he never does that. <laughs> <laughs> but now onto the onto the line anything, you're Mark Shifley isn't that type of player that makes you jump out of your seat and go, oh, my God, I'm so excited for this player. Patrick Laine is. And Winnipeg, with Paul Maurice, decided to go, we can't win hockey games with Patrick Laine as a first-line winger or even a second-line winger on this team, which is insane. So they decided to get rid of a player who brought people to their feet was that type of, he wanted to be in Winnipeg like he's he he's exactly he is, what he, you want
1: <laughs> Mark Shifley is cut from the, with the same cookie cutter as 95 percent of the rest yes. of the- yeah and then here you have a guy who's who is like has somewhat of an it factor about him who people will pay their hard-earned dollars to watch play yes and, and put his name on the back of your jersey and Let's drive him out of town because well, he doesn't play defense while our leaders don't either. Like, it just it it drives me. It drove me mad.
0: Yes. Now, with that being said, is is this the time where you look at it and you go, okay, nope, it's time for Chevel Day Off to be out of here.
1: I <laughs> don't know if that day ever comes, honestly. Like I think there's just so much that is so, so much there is so much loyalty amongst Chipman and Chevill Day Off that yes. like. Have you ever heard Chevalier's name come up once? And, like, I'm not talking, like, water cooler talk or, like, bullshit on the internet. Like, have you ever heard one reliable reporter ever mention Kev- Chevalier's name in any sort of trouble whatsoever, no. even, like, remotely just, on a hot seat?
0: Just with the Chicago thing, and it was put to bed real quick. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is sick. Look at, look at Paul Maurice. Like, he was because- a coach in Winnipeg for how long? Nine years, almost something like that.
1: Uh, not quite that seven. I think go, but got a lot, but well, Noel the too, Noel I, had
0: I, three years, which yeah. is just way too long.
1: <laughs> and I think Shovel maybe gets a bit of slack, or maybe he's evaluated different because I think that people in that organization maybe believe that people don't want to come play in Winnipeg. So Kevin's job is. Toys is hard because he has to convince <sighs> people to come here and he can't get access to all the other players everyone else would. So I think, okay, yeah, I just,
0: all right, I'll, I'll double down on that one draft, the draft and develop. That was the whole plan with Winnipeg, right? We got it, we're going to do the draft and develop, and that's how we're going to build our team. They obviously like Shifley, Line, A, um, I guess um i wouldn't consider cop but i guess cop but he's gone now uh kyle connor who who else is draft and develop on that team morrissey yeah sure but he he's got like there's always issues with him
1: you're always hearing is things about Hallibuck? morrissey as an event who Hellebuck. Yeah, was just yeah, Hella Buck has been a definite, but and but now people are
0: to, like they're ready to chase Hella out of Winnipeg. <laughs> that's yeah.
1: crazy. Well, well, my point to Chevy is he gets to, I think in Chipman's mind, maybe he gets to use that as a bit of an excuse as to why things don't quite go the way it should in Winnipeg is because it's a little yeah. harder for him. Like I don't know if that's true, but I don't. I I like I, I was saying at, at some point the Chipman and Cheveldale and are gonna have to give the Jets fans a reason to show up at that arena because it's yep. just there's nothing exciting about that team right now. Nothing they also, whatsoever. They traded
0: away Nathan Bulieu to Pittsburgh for a 2022 20, seventh round pick. That I look at that and I go, What you could only get a seventh rounder for that him like I know he's not a big time player or anything like that, but
1: a seventh? Yes, they in features,
0: I guess. Uh, and then Brian Little's contract gone off the books as Arizona picks it up for a fourth round pick. Nathan Smith goes to the Oats as well. <laughs> so what if gets rid of Brian Little? Who Brad fondly remembers uh, as the overtime overtime winning goal scorer in uh, the uh,
1: Heritage, <laughs> Heritage Classic that out that in, uh, it?
0: in Regina. Yeah, Brian Little. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Brad doesn't remember it.
0: <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> Brad was bitter <laughs> betty after that game. Got home oh, and he, he was mad. He down, climbed into bed and he said, down. I'm done. I'm <laughs> down now. I'm just kidding. We actually did a pod on that night. It was a good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, So that was Winnipeg. Uh, I guess Vancouver. Did we do Vancouver? Yeah, we did Vancouver. Okay, so We're that's it. Canada. Yeah, that's it for Canada. Uh, Big trades are on the league. I don't have them in any particular order, but Josh Manson going to Colorado for Anaheim. For Drew Hellison and a 23rd, uh, 23 second round pick, that's huge. Holy Colorado! I was just gonna say, in a couple pods ago, we talked about
2: Colorado's lack of depth on defense. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna, gonna say, I, well, I, yes. I was gonna
1: say that.
0: Well, yes,
1: I was just gonna say, you had me on the spot not looking at a roster, and you called me out on Colorado. I looked at their defense, and they have defense, my friend. Before the deadline, they have defense. They got fire. Eric Johnson, Taves, McCarr. Eric Johnson they is got, half the player he was. He's still, he's still an NHL defenseman. Like you're trying to say, they have absolutely no defense. Victor defense Victor Mete is
0: an NHL defenseman.
1: I'd take Eric Johnson over Victor Mete. I would I too. That's I would not too. a bit. I I
0: I would too, but I'm just saying, like he's not, he's not anywhere near. He like he's, what is he, 34, 35? I know that's not super old, but it's advanced in the NHL. yeah. Uh, Minnesota trades Nico Sturm to Colorado for Tyson Jost. That's a good trade. Like, Colorado did well. Chicago, we talked about this. They stocked the cupboards with uh, 23 and 24th first rounders and Boris Katrick and uh, Tyler Radish for Brandon Hagel and a 22 and 24 fourth round picks. I, I, like, it boggles my mind because Hagel was a sixth round pick for Buffalo He's 5'11, 170 pounds, and he has 61 points in 109 games. And he gets two first rounders. Yep. And granted, they're 30, 31, 32 first round picks, but like two first rounders. Kev, you're the former Chicago Blackhawks fan. <laughs> uh like how does the how does Chicago get that? Like that's to me, those are big because those are
1: picks. Brad, talk, Brad touched on it earlier.
0: You it's, can trade up on those.
1: It's like, as simple as here's a guy that could fit anywhere on your roster, whether you need him to play top line or third line. like He he fits anywhere and adapts. He's kind of a chameleon and just adapts to surroundings, it seems like. Then you know and what? He's cap, and he's very cap friendly. So, with his, as much as when, when teams nope. have to take 50% of a contract. Nope. nope. I'm mad. Whatever. I'm mad that
0: that uh, Arturi Lekkinen didn't get me three first round picks. This is fucking bullshit. Oh,
1: no, I think sense. I think when you got a guy that's on a contract like that, that's that's a cap friendly. Haggles is if if you see teams that are taking fifty percent. What's contract his term on that? that uncont- unfriendly. I think yeah, base pay and part. And I, pain I, in part for that, right? Like I do. They, I get that. I do. Absolutely.
2: So, Kev, here's a question for you: mm-hmm. Patrick Kane, Alex to bring Cat, and I don't yeah. know if. Caves is really tradable, but did you expect them to unload some big names? I think we those that doesn't that's work. The, that's the
1: same. That's the same thing as trickery. Is that those are off-season deals? I agree. That gonna happen and I just you just never get the you'll never get a good return on it right now at this point of the unless. you you really got take a half team.
0: salary on those.
1: The stuff. only way a team would like all of a sudden say, "Hey, we want Patrick Kane," is if you're like. Your Colorado and your your Colorado and Nathan McKinnon fell down yesterday and shattered his leg like in ten places and isn't coming back. Then maybe yeah, like I don't know. Like it'd have to be a pretty something pretty severe, pretty sudden. Would have to happen to the team to like fork up right now to what it take to get Kane.
2: That's pretty that's, amazing. That's a tough salary to fit under the cap. Yes, but could you imagine for next year if they happen to keep him on the roster, train. up to the trade deadline day. So, most of the, like, two-thirds of the salary has gone. Yeah. And then another half of what's left, it'll, like, teams... That could be a steal. Time. Yeah. Picking up a Patrick Kane right before the playoffs for $2 million in cap space, it costs you a lot.
1: Ooh, big time.
0: That would change the outlook of the playoffs for sure. Ooh. Have you Have you decided on who you're going to be a fan of? Are you staying with right. Chicago or are you going with Boston?
1: No, I have a new team.
0: <laughs> You're not announcing it yet.
1: Not yet. No. When? I told you guys I'm to play. I Might told you till July. Yeah, right before the play, right before play, I'll I'll make, I'll make my I'll make my pick right before the playoffs. Ooh, I'm gonna be a big
0: Tampa Bay Lightning fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when
1: have when have I really I, like when, what they've
0: done the last couple of years? <laughs> when have you
1: once heard me say anything? I know I'm, kid. I'm
0: kidding. I'm
1: kidding. You know there's a there's a short list.
0: I was gonna How say Boston. Other, uh,
2: uh, it was Florida and Carolina were on the short list. I, I, I like Florida. Florida.
0: I really like Florida. Yeah. Boston. Yeah. Carolina. Fuck. fuck. Hurricanes <laughs> oh, oh, he's, kids, he's so <laughs> Boston gets Hampus Lindholm and Cody Curran from Anaheim. Anaheim did a lot of stuff at the draft or at the at the deadline. Um, the ducks get a 22 first, a 23 second, and a 24 second. And they also get defenseman uh Yuru Vakaninen and John Moore. So nice haul for the ducks. And then the Bruins go ahead and sign Lindholm to an eight-year, fifty-two million-dollar contract, six and a half a year. Oh. Eight years, I don't get it. The NBA to me does it right. Five years is the max, and only the home team can sign that. Otherwise, it's four. I like that.
1: Like it's eight years it's is insane. It's, it's, it's a bit of a different beast on the NBA players. I, are, I know players are making twenty-five plus million dollars on those on those contracts per year versus. I get why. I get in the NBA. There's no reason why you should want to sign long-term unless you're on the like downside of your of your career. Really, NHL. If you can get that ten million dollars per year for ten years, you take it right now. You. It's not going to get much better, right? And the no, NBA I... players.
0: NBA get players are also going to
1: bet on income in in salary cap and the income is going to keep, keep going up in the NBA where there's no guarantee that it's going to be much more than say stagnant in the NHL. So
0: Yeah, but, but there's still guaranteed contracts in the NHL. So whether you sign a five-year, $8.5 million a year contract or an eight-year, $8.5 million contract, like for me as a team, I'm not signing a player for eight years, like, Eight years well, but, is
1: a long time. I mean as, a, as as a player, you're looking to add as many oh, yes, dollars to that contract as yes, you yes, yes, have yes. years, right? Of Whereas course, in, yes. the NBA, in the NBA, I wouldn't want to do that. Like if I'm a player in the NBA and I've still got good years on my in, in my career, I want three year contracts because yep. I want to keep that I want to keep betting myself. Because yep. even if I stay at that same level, this contract revenue going. grows. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna add five more million in the next contract, right? Whatever, yeah, that's so. true.
0: I, yeah. and I yeah. I do get that.
2: Lindholm's been a top pairing defenseman for a number of years now.
1: Yeah,
2: he's 28 years old. Signed the contract. You know, there's a chance that the last year or two, of this contract might go yeah. south for him. It's not. It's not so sour. It's, it's not terrible. Six yeah, and a no, half first I thought he was
1: a. I thought he was a couple of years older than that. So at that age, yeah, that's not. 28. Yeah. Yeah, that's not too bad. So, so
0: just eight-year contracts. Just. Uh, I know. I know really a much. lot can
1: happen in eight years for sure.
0: Uh, Florida adds Claude Giroux Connor Bunneman and Ger- uh, German Vubstoff uh, and a 25 fifth round pick uh, or sorry yes heading back is former 10th overall pick 2017 Owen tippett a 24 first and a 23rd th- or 23 third so nice pickup again for Florida uh,
1: yeah there was a lot of talk, Owen like Tippett's here a nice here. pick. There's a lot of talk that they were gonna try that another big piece too because they just put Ekblad on long time on long term. So that's right. They could they could have kind of played around a little bit there with the cap and had that extra piece come back in the playoffs at some point, but they didn't do it.
0: Yes. Um oh here's here's the all the data on the Toronto one. So yeah, they placed Murazik on waivers, signed 32-year-old Finnish goaltender, Harry Satari. Uh, he's got nine games of NHL experience, <laughs> and he goes to Arizona. He was playing in a K. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury. He goes to Minnesota for a conditional second. Uh, if Mitty makes the conference finals, that pick becomes a first rounder.
1: That's uh that's almost a like guaranteed There, I think it's they like have on, a nice I mean, road. It's not conference, is it? It's, 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 conference, it's, it's finals. Okay. conference finals. Conference so, yeah. finals. but the but the four games like he'll. They have to the go through Colorado, sure. so that'll yeah. be that'll well, be a
0: fun series if those two match up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Here's,
2: I'm just watching the uh, Wild Golden Knights game. So the Wild acquire uh, the Flower. Yes, Talbot's in that. He's pitching a shutout right now.
0: You don't think he's motivated? Oh, big time. Is Cam Talbot's right. been disrespected his whole career? <laughs> well, here's the thing with Talbot,
2: though. He started this year very, very good, I thought. Had yeah. outstanding numbers. And then I just, you know, after they acquired Flurry, I went and looked at his numbers. His save percentage dropped down to like a 908 or something like that. Oh. And it, it was nine, high 920s earlier in the year. Whew. So he might have had a really bad stretch of games. Um, awesome this, uh, this move here.
0: Well, I mean,
1: it's Flurry, right? I think was,
0: yeah. yeah. The option was think- there.
1: I think the Giroux deal is a big deal. I do too. And I think the Fleury deal is a big deal for me. I, I think do it too. took, I think it put Minnesota into, I think, going into the deadline, I think you had five teams that I thought were like true contenders this year. Like I thought Colorado, Florida, Tampa, Calgary, Carolina. I think Minnesota puts themselves into there now. I think you have six teams. I agree. That's kind of how I view the deadline.
0: Uh, like I mentioned, Max Domi heads to Carolina and then Anaheim trades Ricard Raquel to Pittsburgh for Zach Austin Reese, Dominic Simon, and a 2022 second overall pick. So that's the, those are the more, I guess, notable trades that have happened. Lots of little bit pieces that went uh, all over the place as well. Um, winners. Can
2: I just talk about Minnesota for a second?
0: Yes. So I think they
2: have a little bit of cap space this year. I don't know if you guys uh, recall, but they bought out uh, Parise and... And
1: Cedric. yep.
2: Yeah. Those contracts in <laughs> cap penalties
0: next year, oh, 12. $12.7 million. Are yeah. you serious? Yep. So this uh, is like their after- big run. They're like, we got
2: to make a run now. Because 22, uh, 23, all the way to... And then the next year after that, it goes to 14.7. Another year, 14.7. But then for 25, 26, it goes down to 1.6 million total. (laughs) So three years after this year, they are hooped as far as uh, uh, trying to ice a super highly competitive team
0: and stay under that cap. You mean next year and the year after. Like, next year, the year after, and the year after. Oh, so there's three years of they're above $12 million. Yeah, they, they have
1: a three-year window <laughs> right now.
2: They
0: have a one-year window right now. No, they have a one-year window, one like window. They're, they're yeah. screwed next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The
2: perspective there in the amount of dead cap space. Well, that's that's
0: McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but I
1: mean, you know what's I guess, really
0: funny? Speak, sorry, Kev. Just real I, quick, yeah. Uh What was really funny is with the uh, Kulak trade to Edmonton. It took forever to get the trade call in and the details. So, of course, all the funny like tweets and, and Instagram posts and everything was that uh, oh, it must be for McDavid. It's it has to be for McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all joking, all joking yeah, for sure. For but sure. still, fun to have, fun to be had with McDavid and Kulak. How dare we not get Kulak or uh, McDavid for Kulak? And a first-round pick. I'm ashamed. Anyway, go ahead, Kev. What were you going to say?
1: I have totally forgot. Oh, point.
0: no. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, insane amount of... like, Who do you have as winners and losers from this draft? Or from this deadline day?
2: Well, Just give me, give
0: me a winner and give me a loser. I'll, I'll
2: give you five... Four winners for sure. Okay. Florida... Yes, Minnesota. Yes, Montreal. Yes, Seattle.
0: Okay. Uh
2: Calgary, I have two other
1: winners. Big uh, winner.
2: Heavy lifting. Yeah. Colorado, they really short up that defense. They are so deep on the blue line, and like Arizona.
0: I, what do they do? Let's, let's uh, take the, the amount of picks that they've got coming back to them.
1: Let's I, el- I let's, actually let's, think they've done. Let's some... eliminate the teams that don't matter. Okay, we're talking yeah. playoff teams.
0: Well, Montreal's teams that are in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah so
1: exactly. They don't yeah. matter. Car- uh, Carolina too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I like that Max Stoney. Max Tony edition. Oh, yeah. I think that's the nice. That's a that's a playoff edition. of play, uh, edition sure. right there. The most former half team doesn't like it. No, no, not, like, not at all.
0: I liked I liked Max Stoney <laughs> on the team, but like he is underwhelming. Wouldn't anyone be underwhelming in Columbus? No, he was <laughs> underwhelming in Montreal. Well,
1: Fair at, point. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> like he came
0: he came out after that season. I think he, like his, his career high was like nine goals or something like that. Or the year before, he had nine goals. He comes to Montreal. He puts up like a 70-point season. And it was insane. And everybody was like, oh, great. And then the next season, it was like he'd never played hockey
1: before. But all they're asking of him in Carolina is to be a – zero a plus negative zero and get under player skins.
0: Yeah. That's, that's that
1: that's his role. Like he is not there to score goals. Like he is there to be a shit server and Carolina's pretty good at that. So I like that addition. I think okay. I think that was a nice little nice little addition, but
2: do you guys hear that there's issues with that Dadinov trade? I have heard a little bit yeah, of that. I'm yeah. So the NHL just sent out a listing of trades and that trade was not listed on it. Uh so i think it has to do with no trade clause i don't know if he officially waived prior to
0: the trade going through oh interesting that's a that's a big trade too because ryan kessler goes to vegas (laughs) (laughs) yeah i saw on
2: twitter i mean mean, his contract luongo said uh you know basically a story here about your uh you know, relocation <laughs> type thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. Or
2: best of luck on Vegas or something like that. Yeah. Pretty, yeah.
0: That's awesome.
2: I love <laughs> that stuff.
0: I would agree with those picks. I, I think um, I'm really like, as a Habs fan, I'm really anxious to see what they do with the draft now, like over the next few years, because oh, we've had some pretty poopy drafts. And not only that, like, uh, Last year, bringing in was it last year the year before Logan Mayu, that whole shenanigans. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: uh, I don't know what to say. I I I'm torn on the, he fucked up. He's done his time. Does he deserve a second chance? But I'm also very much on the, you're playing a game that is privileged. Like, if you fuck up and you're told don't come back, huh? Don't don't fuck up. <laughs> like, don't do something that stupid. It's just that simple. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a simple decision not to make, but that's just me. But he's a highly touted prospect in the system. I, I guess we'll see what happens out of that. I don't know how I feel about it, but I don't know. Maybe a Stanley Cup makes me feel better in a few years, but it's it is what it is. But uh, I, I'm I am anxious to see. What, where Montreal goes with the picks that they picked up, um, especially for next year. I love that we have two firsts in the 2023 draft and we have two firsts for this draft. That's huge. So I, I just hope that we actually do something worthwhile. Like I want to come back from watching the draft and be like, yes, I feel good about what we've done instead of a lack of anything in the cupboards for quite a bit.
2: Well, I think you're going to have one very high pick and one very low pick.
0: Yes. For this year. Yes.
2: <laughs> Wouldn't it be something if you had first and 32nd?
0: Oh, that'd be weird, eh? I, I'd like that. Yeah, you would like that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> could be two years in a row of first and... Uh, and it could be. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, what... My, Everybody's like, oh, we traded all these players away. But I'm like, yeah, you guys want the first overall pick. You can't keep all those players that were putting seven wins and eight games on it. You got to get rid of some of those players. I think in the offseason, you're going to see possibly Jonathan DeRoyan gone. I think you're going to see Jake Allen gone. I'm actually surprised I didn't trade him at the deadline. I thought that would have been a piece that you could have got something. Yeah, yeah, um, and there's several other like David Savard, though he scored today, but, but like he he's I can't see him coming back as I have. If gonna a hab. Montreal's going to be completely different team for the third straight year. It's going to be really weird. So they should, and they should. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I want to see young players. Like if Montreal's terrible next year, but it's young players, and you still have Martin Saint Louis. Who knows what happens with him? He's just interim. Does he want to still coach? All that kind of stuff. I hope so, because I think he's done wonders for the culture. But uh we'll see where it goes from there. But yeah, Calgary's done nice. I'm going to hitch my bandwagon to them for the playoffs. I got a jersey I can actually afford too, Brad. Yeah, I yeah, really, get,
1: jersey.
0: I really got to get that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it's what three years in the making now. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could have had a sign too. Damn it. <sighs> well no because i didn't get it until afterwards oh it came after yeah i came way after oh, otherwise okay. i would have brought it with but oh gotcha okay, okay. and i'd say kev like I, I can't wait to cheer for your team but fuck you don't have a team yet and you're gonna be mister i'm not gonna announce it until after
1: the season's over that's i'm um, right so dramatic prerogative. you're
0: so dramatic, you're, so dramatic.
1: <laughs> you're not gonna like anything i have to say when it comes to that time for selectors anyway so why not I don't really like if,
0: if you pick Florida, I'll be happy
1: with that. I think Florida's a good team. It's probably not gonna be Florida.
0: <laughs> it's gonna I, be Boston no, or Carolina. You it's gonna you. be Carolina. 100%. That's
1: probably it's probably a coin flip between those two teams right now. So it's gonna be Carolina, <laughs> then, and
0: I'll tell you why it's gonna be Carolina because Kev can go out and buy a Hartford Whaler It's the sexiest hockey jersey of all time. No,
1: you know what? You you know what? Put on you're, it? you're 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 a you're little bit on. It? on Oh, is my first jersey if I get a... Oh, I yeah, a I, I like the special. Cotton Nambi, no. <laughs> no, Cotton yummy will be the Whalers jersey.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, the reason I... The one reason, like, you're talking laundry and, like, jerseys and stuff like that. The one reason why I do lean a little Carolina, just any did other they, reason versus Boston. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I don't have any yellow it anything I wear. Yeah, that's
0: true. Every, you <laughs> everything, I
1: every, my wardrobe is all based around being a Blackhawks fan, pretty much. So Carolina is a much easier transition than be all of a sudden. That's true. I got it. Add yellow and subtract red. So
0: I would actually, I would respect you more if you went with Carolina. Fuck the Boston Bruins. And you're, I love, you're no. I love, stop it. I love me some. I love stop me it. some
1: Brad Marchand, though, man.
0: Stop that. You're a Chicago Blackhawks former fan. You're an original six former fan. You cannot go to another original 16. That's bullshit. Is that a rule? It's it's an NHL unwritten rule is what it is. Gross. All right. That's all we got for hockey. Uh, Let's get into a little bit of NBA, college, and football before we get out of here. Um, LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron. He moves into uh, second all-time in NBA history scoring. Uh, Kind of impressive, too. Karl Malone was second. Um, Malone had 36,928 points in 1,476 games. LeBron now moves into second. He's 36,947 in 113 less games. Okay. And he sits behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar now, who has 38,387, but he did that in 1,560 games. So LeBron has 197 games left to score 1440 points. He will easily do that. Easily. That's a season. That's literally it's like just not- over. Yeah. Oh no, he like if I'm not mistaken, that's like half a season. I'd have to look it up.
1: Yeah, but I think
0: him. I think like 2000 is like a, is like an amazing oh, there's season. No,
1: there's no debate
0: he'll break the record. It's not and in way less games. Well... Way less games.
1: If you believe what he says, that he'll play till he's old enough to, like, to uh, be one able to season play a with season Bronny. with his son. Yeah. That's what, four years away yet? Oh, no, Bronny's... Three I years?
0: Think, I think Bronny's 17, isn't he? Is, is he that old? I, I think he might be. I'm going to double check right now.
1: Yeah, let's check that. Yeah, he's 17. 17 okay, so he So got, next year, he could be... Dr- one year high school, two years, two year, three years away from...
0: Oh, what's the ruling now on uh,
1: one year? Can eh? you come?
0: Is it one year? Because I remember they were, there was talk. they were trying like, to get
1: rid of it, but I don't know if they ever did get rid of the one year. So then two years. So two years from now. Next year,
0: the year after.
1: So, yeah. Wow. Uh, LeBron uh, would be what? 38,
0: 39.
1: Not easily still good enough to be playing somewhere.
0: Uh, are you seeing what
1: he's doing in the league? He leads the what league a, in scoring. What a what a draft. LeBron where, uh, where does yes. LeBron's uh, son, where does he uh, prospect-wise? Like, Is he highly touted or is he like, he'll get drafted because he's LeBron's son? Uh,
0: <laughs> that's a good
1: question. Um,
0: I think it's a,
1: I'd say it's a mix. So, he NBA looks like, like his fucking dad. Now NBA yeah. doesn't go deep, right? NBA is only what? How many rounds? Two rounds. Two rounds. Yeah. So some team is gonna take. Well, I guess he's second, dude, round, no. second round pick. He draft LeBron James uh, Junior. No, he he'll uh, go 1st first, <laughs> he'll go first He's a four.
0: He's a four star recruit.
1: Is he? Yeah.
2: Any guesses what team will pick him?
1: Whatever team LeBron's playing. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I was gonna say. That's that that's the bonus or the big thing, right? Like you draft him junior, you get that along with him, right? Cause that'll be how it works, right? Cause wherever he gets drafted, that's where he's gonna have to go, right? Because Le- you can't know. Bronny James is like
0: he's he's got the craziest support system ever. So LeBron's his dad, his favorite basketball player was uh Westbrook <laughs> for some reason. And his godfather is Chris Paul.
1: I think I would be a little pissed off if I'm LeBron James, and I'm not my son, I'm not my son's favorite basketball player. Yeah, seriously, right? West and Westbrook is, I think. Well, I... but
0: Bronny's a Bronny's a point guard. <laughs> Bronny's a point guard. Yeah. So I can give him but, I'll give him that. Yeah. But but Westbrook? Like, what about Chris Paul? Chris Paul, like, man, he's an amazing point guard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, interesting. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah, but yes, LeBron is leading the league in scoring right now.
2: I was just going to say if he's leading the league in scoring, 37. How the Lakers so bad.
0: Uh because it um Anthony Davis is not there, he's injured. And that doesn't help them at all. And Russell Westbrook came in and is absolutely shitting the bed. It's just been – because they built it around LeBron, and LeBron wanted these players to come in, and they're all old as shit. It's
2: not like LeBron hasn't carried teams on his back all by yeah. himself.
0: Yeah, no, you're right, but he's 37. Oh, yeah. The, like, the he's dumb 37.
1: Thing, but The dumb thing is, though, is if – I've seen the graphic of it, I'm not going to be able to name the players, but it's it's pretty much an all-star lineup. That of prospects that they traded away since they've got LeBron James in LA, and if they would have just stayed the course with the players that they had, they'd be yeah. in such better spot. Like with LeBron, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Okay, they didn't trade for LeBron though. LeBron signed no, then, as a free agent.
1: Since they signed, all the trades they've made to bring in all these players oh, to play okay, around okay. LeBron, they put like a graph of like the six big, like high-end yes. draft picks or yes. whatever that they've traded away, and it's like it's like an all-star roster. It's Anthony like,
0: Davis makes sense. The trade for Anthony Davis makes sense. So whatever picks that they got for or traded out for Davis, I'm okay with like, he is one of the top five players in the NBA when he's healthy, yeah, but he's got to be healthy. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Russell Westbrook. I think that was a trade horrible because he, he's like, I could have told you this five years ago. This is not a guy that you want to bring onto your club expecting to win a championship. He doesn't do that. Russell Westbrook plays for Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook only. That's it. Um who else you got on that team? <sighs> um oh, yeah. Anyway, they're just Dwight's power. old as shit. Like Dwight yeah. is not the player that he used to be. Uh, I think they had.
1: Yeah. yeah, simplest answer to your question, Brad, is it's just it's a bunch of old men. Me, me. It's a bunch of guys who play for themselves. It's a bunch of rest basically. It's me, 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 not team, team, team. Well,
0: LeBron and AD are team guys. And like anybody that sits there and says that LeBron's not a team guy is foolish. Like he... I've seen him carrying
1: teams on his back before. And The problem with uh, him is
0: if he's, if you're giving him carte blanche to build your roster, like no. Like Carmelo, Anthony, I love Melo a lot. Syracuse orange, 2003 national championship. Love them. Not now. Like he's just, it's just not now. Russell Westbrook, man. I saw like triple double in a season. That's so cool. Yeah. He fucking padded his stats to get a triple double. What did his team do? Nothing, nothing. He can't lead a team because he doesn't give a fuck. It's Dwight Howard, well, you know, Superman, you, know cool well, you know as
1: well as I as I do in the NBA too. Guys like Westbrook, Howard, another example. James like, Harden. Time time catches up to those players very yes. quickly in the NBA, and the NBA is such a young man's game at this yes. point that
0: it's why what LeBron's doing is unbelievable. It defies yeah.
1: logic. Like it makes no sense what he's doing.
0: He's like his stats. I think he's what twenty nine point eight a game. He's almost averaging thirty. He's got like eight rebounds a game, sitting around eight assists a game. Like he's thirty seven. What? It's crazy. But yeah. it's LeBron. He's in. It's LeBron. What do you expect? I, if he's not in your conversation for the goat, you're foolish. Is he the goat? No, Michael's the goat. But he's in. He's in the conversation for sure. Um, March Madness kicked off last week. Me and Kev, we watched um 48 hours of basketball within two days combined because oh, I love it so much. Um what's your what's your been your favorite game so far, Kev?
1: Oh, how to be the closing game last night. Oh yeah, how'd I didn't end it?
0: up watching the end of it,
1: but I heard oh. was,
0: you were going off on it.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely amazing. Like two teams just playing at The top level that they both could possibly play at, like just amazing basketball on both ends. Like neither team was wasn't like one team kind of played down to the other. It was just like those two teams are just firing on all cylinders. And my god, does Arizona look good? Like they they're my pick pick right now.
0: I I still think Gonzaga is that like they had a really good game last night against uh, Memphis. That yep. was a great game. I think Gonzaga, if they can shore up uh, their shooting, they're a little off. They're, they're still really, really a tough team. Um, UNC beating Baylor, that was a great game. Yeah. But oh my god, that oh, that second half of the game, like UNC was up by twenty five, and 25. then it was, yeah. and then it was like they decided. So they lost to their players. One to injury. One got kicked out. Um, Manic, I think yep. it was got. boot. yeah, he got the, got boot. the boot, and. Then it was, it was just unbelievable bad decisions leading to turnover after turnover. At, like, they couldn't inbound the ball. Yeah, it was. it was crazy. And they barely won. And we were talking with Sean, who is a massive uh, UNC fan, him and his son. The whole time, Brad, you would have loved it. Like, they were shitting themselves as the game came down. And then it went into overtime. They're like, we're done. We lost. It's over. And somehow UNC pulled it out. But oh, these games, lots but of upsets. The thing,
1: the thing, like when I would look at like Gonzaga in Arizona, that would be a Final Four matchup. Let's say yes. if it happens. Yes. I don't know if Gonzaga can answer Koloko. Like that ma- that is a that is a man playing amongst boys. Yes, I agree. Like, he is a monster, and he is able to do. Absolutely anything he wants to on the court in this. From what I've seen, like I'm going to throw a dark horse out here. I think,
0: I think Michigan makes it to the final four.
1: Michigan has Villanova, right? Yes. Tough, tough matchup. I know, but I think Michigan.
0: So Michigan underachieved this year. Lots of issues, and then of course there was the suspension at the end of the year for Juwan Howard, Mm -hmm. uh, for him slapping the coach. They, I think they finished the season 17 and 11. They got the 11th seed. Um, they beat Tennessee number three seed to make it into the sweet 16 and they were dominant in that game. And I think like as they get further and further in, if they win that next game, it is only going to galvanize that team to push, to get into that next round, right into the final four. So yeah. like they're they're. I don't think they're an 11 seed. I don't think UNC is an eight
1: seed, but they are. Yeah. I think um, Mich- Michigan would let's see my brackets here. Yeah, see Michigan would run into that Arizona road bump there and then that in yeah. elite 8. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that would, so no, that would get tough there. Um, I
0: wonder yeah. if that's a good matchup for them though. Like they're uh, it's that might be that might be a good match, and not and when I say good matchup, it's not like Ooh, this favors them, not at all. I just think that if you're gonna put a team up against Arizona, Michigan might be that team
1: that could pull off such an upset. That oh, you know what's gonna be a really good game? Can they uh, can they match polo Like that's gonna be my question against anyone versus Arizona. Like, do they have someone that can handle that seven-foot biggie in the middle? Um by committee, they might. They might be able to. Um, By and committee. We're talk- and while we're talking about uh, Arizona here, uh, Mathern. Like, yeah. My God. Talk about a kid who is just like... He was already, I think he was Pac-12 player of the year going in. And this kid is just like making himself like, I'm going to be a top 10 draft pick in the NBA. Like, I, like his... his, his I his, love uh, about this tournament. <laughs> I love like, it. He has just put the rocket on my back and just like watch my sock just go like through the roof and like that dunk he threw down last night it was insane but absolutely nuts like that is like well he's just, like that's an nba dunk that yes. is not a college level dunker guys kind of just two handed down like that is like <laughs> that i was saying to you guys how basketball just translates so well in the highlights and yes. that's what i mean it's like just that five second clip like not even highlight form, like, I'm watching that game last night and it's like, hockey doesn't do it, football doesn't do it, baseball, there's, there are kind of sometimes those really quick, you know, massive, massive home runs or stuff, but a guy throwing a dunk down like that, or, like, that huge block, like I sent you guys footage of, I get up on my couch when that happens. Like, I'm like, I jump when stuff like that happens, when I see something in basketball, and, like, but Awesome to see a Canadian taking taking the reins there and just absolutely owning the tournament like he has so far.
0: I would buy his jersey. Like he that dunk alone was just yeah. You're right. Gets you off your seat. You sent that. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's a man's dunk. Like that
1: yeah. was incredible. Um, and then I guess one other story in there, St. Pete's. Oh God, 15th 15 seed is the first seat. time
0: since what 83 I think that a 15 seed has made it. Yeah. Uh, they're Uh-oh. playing Murray. They're they're going to be playing Purdue now in Purdue. this round. Um, that's going to be a fun game to watch. I lo- love those. Love, absolutely love those stories. And you talk about St. Peter's, but how about on the Midwest bracket? Uh, Iowa State against Miami, an eleven and a ten. A seed. ten and
1: an eleven. Like that's crazy. Yeah. But I don't know who is uh, giving bringing this point up. But they said like. I don't know. They threw out a picture of St. Peter's Gymnasium. That's just a dump. Yeah, it like wooden bleachers would fit a couple thousand <laughs> people. Like you would not think this were an NC, like a team that's in the Sweet Sixteen is playing their. It ball doesn't.
0: In. It doesn't look like a team that's in Division One. No, <laughs> never mind. Like it, never mind. Sweet yeah.
1: Sixteen. It, it looks like the gym that I played high school basketball <laughs> in when I went down into the States. Like that's yeah, what the like what it looked like. Um, that's hilarious. But they made the and This is like this is where investing in athletics as a school pays off, right? Yep. Because, like, this is how Gonzaga became what Gonzaga did, right? Like, when I was going to high school, Gonzaga was what St. Peter's is right now. Yes. They were a team that was coming in at the 16, 15, 14 spot every year and just making a name, and all of a sudden they win a game. And then the next year, all of a sudden they win two games. And before you know it, they national get the you know, national champion, right? Like, it just, it starts somewhere, but that's that's where, you know, like, as much I as you do, want to talk the corruption and all the dirtiness of money in college sports, this is where investing th- in, in, in sports can be beneficial as an example like this, big what time. it can do for that entire program, right? The I, I agree.
0: I do think that college sports is going to look a lot different within the next five, 10 years. I think it's going to be a lot more Parity Isn't the right word. I just think there is going to be a lot more high athlete or high level athletes deciding to go to smaller uh, programs not necessarily going to the Duke or the UNC or the Georgetown or like they're going to look at going to some of those smaller schools a, because it's going to be cheaper in the long run for um, scholarships and things like that. Well, if, you, if you're not getting a scholarship from those smaller teams that don't have the numbers that the bigger programs do, but also because it's just an opportunity to play in a totally different area where you can get like you're a God on campus. And, like, that's it's an attractive thing to see. Oh, my goodness.
1: Is yes. that Zool? Is <laughs> this is my dog going on. Zool. Total she is just flipping it right now. She's She She's gets like, on her back. She gets on her back on the carpet. She starts rubbing all over the place. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Do um, you have anything else you want to comment on for college basketball?
1: No, just. I think I'm good. Can't Wait, um, for- <laughs> <laughs> my question I, to you is like, how awesome is your wife to let you like?
0: So and I, are you, are I you allowed to watch up, next,
1: And are you allowed to watch next weekend?
0: I told her three weeks, like it's March Madness, <laughs> give me three weeks, and she's like, that's fine. I'll, I'll like, she's really into puzzling right now, and so like, I'll be sitting up here all day long. Kids can be running around, I don't care about that. If they make noise, it doesn't bother me at all. But uh she'll come downstairs and she'll puzzle and she'll be good. And, I, and I'm like, Thank you so much, sweetheart. I love you so much. you she work on a nice 24 piece puzzle? Like five thousand piece.
2: My my wife does these uh thousand piece puzzles and it's like I could do the perimeter
0: after that. It's like no, I'm done. <laughs> No, this she doesn't. Is not worth my time. Yeah, Give no, me she's a four-piece puzzle. she's I'll in like over. she's into the big stuff, like she's doing like Disney puzzles and all that kind of stuff. Okay, okay, yeah.
1: I got my dad for uh, Christmas. He's into puzzling, so this year I got him what like they call it an impossible puzzle. Oh no!
2: <laughs> all black pieces. <laughs> or is no, it
1: pieces? there is like the color, like there is like a it's marbles, so it's like ooh. Ooh. So it, but his. But here's the real kicker to this to this puzzle. You're a real no asshole ed- of a son aren't you? No. Oh, yeah. just wait. Here's the real kicker to this puzzle. There's no edges. <laughs> the edges oh, look God. just like an, a middle piece. So, oh, how these, no. yeah. <laughs> just think about how you how you start on a puzzle. It's a thousand pieces, no yeah. edges, marbles. <laughs> <laughs> would your dad say to that has he started it or is he throwing no. the garbage right away my they are always puzzling and i always ask my dad when's the marble puzzle coming out And yeah, i don't think it ever will <laughs> i funny. bought actually it's funny because i bought him a few years ago and then this year i bought him uh, like a li- they call it like a living puzzle and it's yeah. like a map of toronto and it takes you from like the beginning of toronto to modern day toronto on this puzzle right That's It like kind builds cool. up except my dad's as conservative as conservative comes and he absolutely hates the city of Toronto because <laughs> <laughs> of their political beliefs. So I, I made bottom two puzzles that he'll never, ever touch in his entire life. <laughs> that's
0: amazing. Oh my God, that's funny.
1: Okay, let's get into the NFL before we get out of here.
0: Um, Brown's going to Brown, eh? <laughs> hmm? oh. This story keeps getting better and better. Okay, so like I know we had talked about it within our group chat. About how Cleveland going after Deshaun Watson. Uh, yes, that's a no brainer. Deshaun Watson is an upgrade. Of course, you you kick the tires on that and you do your due diligence. Yeah. Um, it's the way they went about it that is just dog shit because it was uh, let's look into Deshaun Watson. We're not going to talk to our starting quarterback about it. And I know, like, you don't have to, right? Like, it's a business. You don't have to do that. But I mean, you usually do. So it went from Watson saying no to the Browns and then that getting out. And of course, Baker Mayfield going, well, what the fuck? Like, I thought I was your QB. I want to trade. I went out. And then the Browns say, well, we're not going to trade you because we didn't get our honeymoon or we didn't get our sweetheart and Deshaun Watson. And then Deshaun Watson going, fuck it. Let's go to Cleveland. <laughs> and the trade happening. So, Now they have to trade Mayfield. (laughs) It's a great story, and it's the Cleveland Browns, man. Come on.
1: But here's the upside is they're not going to get hoses on a Mayfield trade because there's teams that are looking still for quarterbacks. So they'll get a good return on Mayfield. And I hate saying this, but the Browns are taking, like, Some flack for their due diligence, right? That they did on Watson and stuff, or lack of due diligence, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like saying this because I watch the sport every Sunday, but I don't think the Browns did any more or any less than any other team Team in the NFL probably would have done. I agree. He was cleared of all his charges, they talked to his lawyer, they talked to him. I don't know if they felt like they had to talk to the other side. It's just the NFL's I mean, mentality, right?
0: I mean if you're gonna say we do that we did our due diligence on them, then you gotta talk to the other <laughs> you side. You were thinking with uh, – <laughs>
1: like I said, this is just I it's love the NFL it. and they're just they're so tough it. on they can just it's unbelievable, right? The
0: the best part is when the when the lawyer for the uh the women accusing in the civil suit came out was like well interesting the browns never reached (laughs) out to me at all (laughs) it's so stupid but so funny uh the texans get three first round picks a third and a fourth and the browns also get a fifth in that trade for deshaun watson so there you go uh lots of people arguing that it would have been completely one-sided if he had reached out but that's kind of the point like it was one-sided because you talked to Deshaun's lawyers Yeah, and you talk to Deshaun that's the one side of it so now you got to you got to hear the other side of it if you're doing your due diligence yeah, and you're right Kevin do you need to do your due diligence I don't know if you do I mean if you want to be if you want to be an upstanding moral team then yeah you do your due diligence but if you don't just don't come out and say you did your due diligence on them <laughs>
1: That's exactly it. <laughs> I think uh, it's just hilarious. I think dude. a much different situation. I'm actually here. crying from things. That. If like li- if this was still being litigated, like yes, but of course it had like. Well, I mean the fact that there's a civil like, suit, the court, the court stuff's done, right? Like, yeah. there's, there's a possibility of a civil suit, which will likely fall, which always usually does after the after the after it falls on the court. So there's going to be another something follow probably. But
0: I wonder, yeah. 22 women still going after him hard on that civil suit. So. Like yikes. Um, Matt Stafford signs a four-year 160 million dollar deal to stay I in LA. I guess so. Yeah, I think.
1: What wasn't the like with that relationship? That was yeah, no a kidding. win-win for everyone involved there.
0: Won a Super Bowl. It's it, the Rams win this win the trade. They won. Uh Devontae Adams traded to the Raiders for picks. This is interesting. That division is so stupid. I know.
1: Is That's this so more stupid.
0: Is This more of Green Bay not being able to add top tier talent now because Aaron Rodgers takes up just so much of that fucking cap.
1: Well, like, they had they had thrown their franchise tag on Devontae too, yes. and he said and nope. he said screw that. I am yes. not being franchised. So yeah, but you're not far off. It uh I mean other teams do too. Like, I mean yes, they do. You, you have a guy that's a two-time reigning MVP, he... He's worth 40 and 50 million dollars. That's just the nature of the beast in the NFL, right? So,
0: I I struggle though because the big complaint for Green Bay has always been that they don't go out and they get him help. Now you've traded away that help, (laughs) a big piece of that help. Um, yikes! So for Aaron Rodgers, what's like? Apparently, he knew that that was going to be a thing that Adams wasn't going to be there, and so he still signed the contract. Now, I mean, there's what fifty million reasons why he would sign that contract, but it's crazy. Um, this reunites Adams with Derek Carr too, as they play college uh, ball.
1: Eh? Yeah, there's still a playoff team, Green Bay. Yeah, in oh, that, of course in that they are. Division. That division yeah. is dog shit. In that, in, that, I was just, in that division, I think they could lose two more Devontae Adams they <laughs> still <laughs> probably be in the playoffs. Maybe. Uh,
0: Matt Ryan is on his way to Indy for a third-round pick. <laughs>
1: yeah. Indy was getting pretty hard up for a quarterback. Not, not to say, like, Matt Ryan's not the worst player. Like, It'll you be interesting because Indy, <laughs> Indy's got he, a decent was better offensive than anything line that was, too. He was better than anything that was available on the market yeah. Like as far as free agent went. And I don't know what the Cardinals like. I think that's I think what's going to happen is the guy we were just talking about, Baker Mayfield, will end up being the Cardinals quarterback. That just kind of seems to make a lot of sense right now. Could be, yeah. Um,
0: Matt Ryan on Indy might make a whole lot of sense, though, too, because I think Indy's got a decent offensive line. So it's been built up because it was dog shit for so many years and kind of chased Andrew Luck into retirement. But who I. <laughs> AFC.
1: Let's it, see what Matt Ryan does. Yeah. Last couple of years, it's been it, Indy goes as far as the running game lesson goes. So That's we'll, true. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah,
0: uh, Buffalo. Oh my God, they're they're getting even better. They had a uh, Super Bowl winning linebacker, Von Miller.
1: Von Miller.
0: Like, are you kidding? Uh, interesting little thing on Von Miller. He would become if Buffalo ends up going to the Super Bowl, and they have a very good chance of doing it. Mm-hmm. And they won. Miller would become the first player in NFL history to win a Super Bowl with three different franchises. What a situation for him! And then the Bills. So they they lost. Um, Mitchell Trubisky. He goes to Pittsburgh.
1: Pittsburgh Hilar- yeah.
0: hilarious. Um, yeah, real tough. real tough loss. Real nice addition to Pittsburgh. Yeah.
1: Um, there so
0: they went out and they signed Matt Barkley back. So Barkley's back is a Buffalo Bill backup quarterback, which is actually a, a decent fit for Buffalo. So there you go. Lots of uh lots of fun going on in the NFL as well. So we didn't do a pod last week. Uh Tom we Brady did. came back. Well oh, oh yeah, Tom Brady, he's yeah. unretired. Yeah. <laughs> we did we did not mention that. You're right. Yeah, I forgot about that.
2: Someone had just so he unretired on a Sunday. Oh,
0: or
1: oh, his Saturday. Last touchdown.
0: Nope. Hold on. Okay, what's that? Okay, so you're going into the football thing. Yeah, the football okay. thing. The last
2: touchdown ever thrown by Tom Brady, or supposedly sold for over 500000 dollars, and, 000. $500, 000, and like hours after, later, yeah, he unretires. He unretired, <laughs> and that football is worth sure. uh, tens of like ten thousand or whatever. Instead, is of it even?
1: 000.
0: Every subsequent touchdown, every subsequent touchdown Tom Brady throws that the dollar value of that football just drops. Absolutely.
1: You know what though? (laughs) From what I know of Tom Brady. Yes. I will not be surprised if he buys that ball off that gentleman for half a million dollars. Maybe, maybe. That's just kind of what I know about Tom Brady. He'd be like, I fucked that guy over. So let me write this wrong. Now, maybe the guy's worth so much money that Tom's like, oh fuck him. It's like well, me buying a couple of Clearly, that guy is worth that <laughs> you know? much money. Yeah,
0: well, not you're not buying a $500,000 football. Not necessarily.
1: Either. Like a guy like that, that, that's a huge investment, right? So if you had, like, let's say you had $5 million in your bank account, I'm going to take 10% of that and invest in this football. That's going to be worth Millions into you know ten yeah. years, right? It'd, it'd be it be a very risky investment for that person, but they could be pe- thinking like that, right? Chad are someone it. that's got like a hundred million dollar bank account. That money's no object to and Brady. Yeah. Really, probably I'll, I'll take that's you up for Stupid a Tom dinner. Brady, fuck!
2: <laughs> I thought I read that he's going to give him a Bitcoin, <laughs> so sixty grand or whatever that's worth. Because cool. that's what the guy in uh, Tampa. Who that's fought. the, yes. that, the guy that,
1: that they threw that ball to. Yeah, he got Bitcoin. There's some other things going to happen, but
2: that's hilarious. But yeah, if you can afford to drop 500k cash on a football, like you said. You're probably Taylor, not too worried about it. Yeah, unless if you... Did we... You did the, a
0: significant percentage of your net worth. It's probably not going to make it
1: huge. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did any of us actually think that Tom Brady was retiring this year? Like legitimately, did we go, oh yeah,
1: this would stick? No, I thought it was actually going to be the other way around. I thought... Aaron Rodgers is going to be the guy that would retire after all the, you know, after like the media way that, like, yeah, all the shenanigans and everything. I thought he might just say, I'm done with it. And I thought Brady would come back because he just didn't quite win it all on his line. Like, yeah, that's just, I, I, I picture Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl and going out. Like, that's just how I, I just, picture it, it yeah. ended, right? It, you know, it's how that the, story should end.
2: I assumed he would. He put out the statement and everything. It's not like when he he's did. done with New England. He didn't retire and then set up with Tampa. But even in the statement, it
0: didn't feel like it was retirement. Well, I didn't delve that far into it. Like, it still felt like there was something next in Tom Brady's life. And I was like, "Well, okay, what does that mean? And then, like, the I don't know if the NFL actually released a retirement statement from Tom Brady. I I don't know if they have to or or not. Do they? they? I don't know, but it just would have seemed like that is something they would have done for Tom Brady, but whatever. So, I like, when when it was announced, I was like, yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm not shocked by that. What Like, who else was going to quarterback Tampa Bay?
1: (laughs) Uh, Actually, before Brady came back, Baker Mayfield was heavily removed on his way to Tampa. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore, nope. <laughs> Baker Mayfield's going, <laughs> where am I going to play next year?
0: I ain't, in, I ain't in Cleveland, that's for damn sure. Uh, that's all I got for fun shit to talk about on this trade deadline day. How about you guys? Anything else? Are we missing no, anything? I, oh, did we want to all- get into uh, what's-his-face UFC guy? We didn't mention that either.
1: Well, I'm fine telling that story some other time. Okay.
0: Well, then uh, we'll wrap it up. No, no stump the chump as Mike, uh, of course, uh, was a biatch. Yeah. MC biatch. He'll love that when he listens to this. <laughs> but uh, that'll take us out of here. Um, Kev, where can we find you on the uh, internets?
1: Uh, Big Kev, uh, HW Fantasy
0: on Twitter. Reach out. He's fun. Kev's a good guy. Ladies, he's single. Just saying. Uh. <laughs> Brad, where can we find you?
2: (laughs) All right, B Carl607 on the Twitter machine. And as Mike would say, Instagrams.
0: Instagrams. And uh don't reach out. He is not single. He's married and his wife will kill you. Yeah. (laughs) Love, I love Loren. She's awesome. Uh, you can find me DSO67. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. And of course, the High and Wide Podcast that is on Instagram and on Twitter as well. And we'll be back (laughs) next week, right here on the High and Wide Podcast. Peace out, boys. See ya. See yeah.